So, uh, Belen, will we uh, start with uh, the guest saying the Pledge of Allegiance? So if you could go ahead and go for it, and then we can start the episode. <laughs> yeah, when you said you didn't listen to any of the episodes before coming on. Yeah. Didn't know what you would have known. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the country for which it stands, indivisible, one nation, under God, with liberty and justice for all. Wrong. <laughs> 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 you got one word which wrong. One? <laughs> you got no. You she got a bunch wrong, didn't she? Yeah. Oh come on, that was I was. Well, for one, we live in a republic. Yeah. What did not I call a country. it? Yeah. Oh. Oh man. What else? Okay. Now the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to do that. But you should learn the Pledge of Allegiance. Guys, I, I have to have performed better than other people that came on here. We've had some pretty pretty amazing yeah. deliveries of the Pledge of Allegiance. I know why Ben knew it. I was blown away by Tino's rendition. Yeah, very moving. Yeah. Tears in my eyes. Put both hands over his heart. <laughs> How, 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 how it's made. It's time to find out. See the factories. Look at them go. Products galore. Let's start the show. Positively charged food material. A worker carefully inspects himself. Shout out to Henry Ford. Automatic electric carbon. Adjustable chocolate concoction. Flexographic glass batteries. Heat resistant inflatable machine. Does any, do squirrels have any predators? Like no. everything. Yeah. Completely predator free. <laughs> The top of the food chain. <laughs> well, who? I would push back on that. Ruler of their domain. <laughs> I think any animal larger than a squirrel is going to tear it apart. I actually, this is, a, this is a question that even though both of you are giving me the opposite but really confident <laughs> answers to, I think is a very confusing question. You've never seen like a hawk swoop down and grab oh, a squirrel? I, have you? I think so. When? Tons of times. <laughs> now I feel weird that I've never seen like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of life experience from seeing animals eat other animals do things yeah Yeah. it's it's horrible we could we could uh speed that up by kind of putting animals together for you (laughs) like dog fighting no 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 dog versus squirrel fighting (laughs) that's funny Aww. i guess don't you feed my or do do your no your your guys don't eat you guys are vegetarian my squirrels For the viewers at home, Tucker has a terranium of squirrels in his bedroom. <laughs> a terranium. <laughs> What's terranium? A whole terranium. Yep. Got a bunch of them. Those little suckers. <laughs> Crazy little bastards. He feeds them to his dog. <laughs> well, if I don't feed them to the dog, they're the top of the food chain and they'll <laughs> kind of overrun everything. I do feel like there's a lot of them. <laughs> really and what are their names tell us yeah <laughs> i'm just saying i feel like they no one's ever jobs. talking about you mean in the wild there's a lot of squirrels yeah um no one's ever talking about talk the extinction about that. of the squirrels you want me to pull up the numbers <laughs> <laughs> i bet it's uncountable <laughs> no i'm sure someone can, can count that there's How so many, many squirrels out there no one I would, we got uh, at least uh, the first thing that you, you look up 
or the first thing that comes up when you look up how many squee uh, is how many squishmallows are there? Can you look that? Can, get, can yeah, I get the number? Five hundred squishmallows. But how many squirrels? <laughs> Some sort of toy, I think. What is uh, a squishmallow? <laughs> uh, yeah. Squirrels are in the world. It's about two billion individuals. Huh? For how? the eastern gray squirrel. That's only one subset of squirrel. Yeah, there's a ton. There's so many. But there's could, a ton of different like types of squirrels too. Yeah. I've fallen down plenty of Wikipedia rabbit holes looking at different like subspecies. That would only suggest that there's even more squirrels. Yeah. Two billion times, you know, 80. Well, we don't know that they're all as... Prolific as the gray squirrel, the eastern gray squirrel. <laughs> Prolific as the eastern gray. Ah, the eastern gray. <laughs> A damn good squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how... I guess it's not weird. Never mind. What's Never weird? Mind. No, tell us. I was gonna say, um, we're just keep going back to these like little animals as as topics, and they're cute little guys. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, Are it's you trying not to change even. the subject? No. To talk about how it's made. I'm not. I don't need to. I'm just. We're gonna move to that subject when we're good and ready. <laughs> okay. I think it's time though. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Unlocking the mysteries of manufacturing from basketballs to throttle bodies, we tackle the techno babble while answering the question of how it's made. How's it going? I am Tucker. I'm Scott. And yeah, we uh, welcome to How It's Made podcast, where we review and recap every episode of How It's Made every single day. And, and tonight we have with us our very good friend, Belen. Hello, guys. It's Belen. <laughs> Thank you, Belen. Yeah, welcome to the you. show. It's wonderful to be here. Excited to have you. Yeah. So, oh, I'm going to uh, turn the projector off so it's not so loud. Oh, good call. So, Belen, right. welcome to the show. Can you give us a quick bio and stats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, it's great to be here, Tucker. My name is Belen. I'm a 24 years old. It's about the only stat. That's I not the stats I don't know like how much you can bench, how fast you run. Um, I run. Yeah. Frankly, I run like horsepower. Ten minute, ten minute and forty five second mile, and not I, bad. I can, I can lift eight pound weights in a decently sustained way. Interesting. Yeah, pretty good. Cool. And uh, okay, yeah, that can work for the bio too. So, have uh, you, uh, you've never seen how it's made before this, right? I have. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. In what setting? Um, at home. I feel like I was, I just consumed a lot of television growing up. I would watch the Game Show Network and True TV and TLC and kind of like all those, you know, the Discovery Network. Hmm. And so, I, I've come across the show once or twice. I used to watch Animal Planet a lot. That rocks. Animal Planet's awesome. I love that channel. Mm-hmm. I loved the baby one where you could see like little baby elephants be born and they were born so big and they could immediately walk. Mm-hmm. I, I have a very vivid, like nightmarish memory that I'll never forget of my brother and I when we were really young watching Animal Planet. Uh, I don't even remember the context, but they do a quick jump scare cut to this like mutated frog that has hundreds of legs and it's like all what? bloated. They're saying like, this is like a freak of evolution. <laughs> and like, Whoa. this is what happened when, when frogs you know, get mutated and they die. 
and just for you know a solid like 20 seconds they left this hideous deformed frog on the screen and my brother and i screamed like our, <laughs> just <laughs> started bawling it's uh, interesting that the that the nature content got like very peaceful and wise because for a while during animal planet's heyday it was very like chaotic and fun yeah like the, the underbelly of of the animal kingdom yeah we were like oh shit and now we're like yeah take it in a lot of like predator versus prey shows a lot of like when when blank attacks right wasn't that a show mm-hmm. when uh a lot of good ape centric stuff yeah obviously steve Irwin and his empire the king <laughs> steve, yeah, the- steve Irwin's awesome <laughs> good yeah. channel yeah he's great great channel good job shout out to animal planet mm-hmm. keep it up i liked when uh last thing about animal planet is um they ran a series they, their commercials were they would use the logo of like the A on Animal Planet mm-hmm. and it would be like a crocodile mm-hmm. or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very creative. Very, very creative. Shout out again. Shout out again to Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. Just double shout out real quick. So let's move on. Uh, Belen, this is a season one, episode eight of How It's Made. Yeah, can you give us the breakdown for our first product? We got trucks. Um, absolutely. So yeah, uh, usually it's a, it's the guest responsibility to talk us through the <laughs> process of how it's made. Yeah. Just so you know, I, I, I don't remember much. All right. They start with the large beams that sort of underpin the truck structurally. Um, they emphasized a lot that oh. all the components of the truck were very heavy. And so they required special machinery, even just in the assembly process. But frankly, and I said this while we were watching it, I thought that the segment made truck building look a lot more approachable than I previously thought it was. I remember you saying, I could do this. <laughs> I didn't quite take it that far. But with the right training, I think I could. Yeah, and like, you know, the right equipment and the factory and the factory workers. Yeah, I'm just, I, and I just thought to say, like, of course one could, right? Like, humans make them. But, you know, I, I think the broader point is that it's interesting you know, how far away we usually are from the manufacturer of everything that we interact with. Yeah, and we see trucks every day. Yeah. Um, no, th- this was another example of a segment that just really cuts a bunch of corners. Like, they started out with, this is how we make the bottom of the truck, and we, like, <laughs> assemble it, and then we bring in all the other materials already fully made, and we just put them on top, and it's ready to go. Yeah. If you want to talk about the cutting corner segment, that'll be segment four. Uh, oh, yeah. Alcohol? Oh, sorry, sorry. Segment three. The... The computer one? The computer chips. The Oh, that one. Was, okay. Yeah. That was a really good one. It's uh, Yeah. I would disagree on that. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> I didn't know there was a host for the, consensus for the, here. For the loyal yeah, listeners, I would say that... Uh, for the loyal listeners, I would say that trucks is helicopters all over again. Oh, yeah. The same, they're, how it's made is back on their bullshit. History repeats itself. <laughs> um, and we didn't even get to see them, you know, really in action. No. helicopters at least we got to see it fly we did see it fly away um, but the trucks we saw them i don't even think they were moving on their own i no, think they were being pushed on a conveyor on belt own. And I don't I, that, that was a part that i thought was interesting which is at the end of building the truck they have to just put the key in the ignition and see if it works which is kind of interesting it's very like frankenstein bring a being to life you know that's true yeah bring their creation to life yeah um but it would have been more interesting if then they, you know, revved it up and then took it out and started like drag racing it so we could see 
how fast these things could go. Well, yeah. that was one thing I was surprised by is that these trucks are only going up to 70 miles an hour. I think it was 75, but... Uh, <laughs> but the way they said it, they were trying to make it sound really impressive. They were, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That's they were real like, slow. Yeah, I, well, I'm back in the host consensus. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. So uh, continue. You went from the, the beams. Now let's keep going. <laughs> you kind of... the beams. We got, you got us distracted by... We got to tell the folks how it's made. Then they bring in the the axle with the wheels, but the wheels in itself, they actually spent probably a disproportionate amount of time walking us through the wheel manufacturer. Um, it's a truck, so it's those two little side-by-side wheels. And then they like, they use the word pneumatics. What does that mean? I always associate it with like a pneumatic tube, which... I'm sure I'm using it wrong, but I thought it was those like tubes in like the mail room that you like stick something in it and it goes and it like sucks up. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pneumatics I'm, are similar to hydraulics, right? Mm. Um, Good guess. Uh, um, they use some kind of pressure. Mm. It's like using pressure to do something, but I don't know. It might maybe hydraulics use water, so maybe pneumatics use a different kind of air. Maybe they use a vacuum or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they, they talked about how they like laid down pneumatic somethings. Um, and that was the part I wish they'd spend more time on. To your point, Scott, is how the truck actually moves and works. Um, and then... Oh, yeah. they spent a while uh, putting the horn on. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. They like bring in the body of the truck and then they tip it over. <laughs> and then a little lady comes out and kind of hammers the horn on. And yeah. They, they move it back up. Yeah. It's yeah. pressurized air. Yep. And then finally, they slapped the top on, which is really just like the big metal hunk. The cab. Cab. And then they shipped it off. And I think something else that caught our fancy is that they don't have the, like they ship them off, it's just the cab and the sort of base slate thing, but the container isn't on the truck. Oh, I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, I could see that coming. Yeah. Mile away. <laughs> well... <laughs> Once I saw it, it made sense, and then I thought back. Why would they get the stuff to put? In? Why would they have it? Then I thought back to like seeing a train or containers on a boat mm-hmm. at, at like a port. Mm-hmm. Is it the same containers? Sometimes, sometimes not. Probably. Well, yeah. I mean, how do those containers get to the trucks in the first place? Sometimes they got across water. I guess what I'm asking is, if I have a container of stuff coming over from a different country and it's brought all over to the ocean into the dock, do I have to empty out the container and put the stuff in my truck, or does the container latch on to the base of my truck? Mm. I would assume in like the whole industry of moving stuff and carrying stuff, they've standardized the boxes. I would hope. Just to, seems like the most economical way to do it. I don't think necessarily. I think the containers that are on are on shipping containers, like shipping boats, and mm-hmm. yeah, those generally different. can go on trains. I think, but those things are huge. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't think they generally go on the back of trucks. They're huge, and I'm sure that whoever owns them wouldn't want to just give them away. <laughs> I'm sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> they have a good reason for how things they're like. Work. It's a shame that every time we deliver these cookies, we also have to give them this huge <laughs> shipping container. I was reading up about flotsam. You know, what flotsam is. No, what's that? Um, oh, there, it's flotsam, and there's something else. It's uh, the legalities of when something falls off a boat, who gets to have it. And there's different qualifications. Go back why would boat. it? Yeah, why would it be any different than whoever dropped it? Yeah. 
Easiest answer, back to the boat. Generally, it's whoever it goes back to the boat. But if they don't claim it, you can have it. Just um, anyone can have it? Yeah, if you find it. Ooh. Sometimes, but, it, but like if they well, request in what it, circumstances are you finding things that fell off of boats? Like when it washes off, off on of an island, all the time. No, if they're floating, that's what flotsam is. But then there's a different definition if it washes up on shore, and then there's a different word for when it sinks to the bottom. Let me look up the words. Whoa, <laughs> intermission. <laughs> well, this is good to know, like for our lives, in case we come across something like this. Mm. No, whether we can. Uh, okay, take so it or it's not. flotsam. Flotsam. Jetsam, Lagan, and Derelict. Derelict. Aren't those the names of like the, uh, like that eels and Little Mermaid or something? (laughs) Oh, that would be very clever of them. That'd be very clever. I really hope that's not true because I don't want to be known as the guy who knows that. (laughs) Fuck, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Flotsam and Jetsam. (laughs) Hey, you know the baby, the babies, the baby show characters. (laughs) Why do you know that? That's pretty cute. cool. I knew that. That's though, right? very cute. Why do you know that? Photographic memory. That's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, flotsam uh, refers to a sunken vessel. Oh, it's flotsam is sunken. Whose goods float? Oh, f- float to the surface of the sea or any floating cargo that is cast overboard. Oh. Uh, and then uh, jetsam is <laughs> any cargo that intentionally discarded from a ship or wreckage. Legally, jetsam also floats, although floating is not part of the etymology etymological meaning generally jettisoning connotes the action of throwing goods overboard to lighten the load of the ship if it is in danger okay of hey is this a flotsam podcast or is this a how it's made podcast yeah well i'm just saying per maritime law one who discovers these artifacts is not required to return them to the their kids right don't owner. care about flotsam if you, you go out and you find jetsam go you can you can just have it if they but they have to have jettisoned it on purpose but you can have it so you just go scour the sea for trash that people threw off. If you find something, you're not going to know whether it's flotsam or jetsam. It's just the thing you found. <laughs> That's true. You're going to have to go interview the guy who cast it away or who accidentally dropped it. And they say, oh, yeah, that was jetsam. You can't have that. <laughs> hmm. We shouldn't have distinctions like this. No more labels. It is cool, though, right? It is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> we all learned something very important. If you get thrown off, if you get thrown overboard, do you? Can a guy be jetsam? It depends on if you threw yourself overboard intentionally or if you were cast away. Yeah. Do you think when captains are navigating the waters and they see something floating, they're like, "You think that's flotsam or jetsam?" <laughs> nah, it looks like jetsam to me. <laughs> I think that's flotsam. <laughs> it's cool. And there's like one thing that I think it's a uh, langan langam. What is it? There's only two eels. Langen just flotsam and jetsam. Um, refers to goods that are cast overboard and are heavy enough to sink, uh, but they are tied to otherwise linked to a floating marker such as a buoy or cork, so that they can be found again by whoever marked the item. That's so fun to get rid of your stuff into the ocean, but make it easy for others to find it. <laughs> well, no, it's like you're planning ahead that you're going to throw it off. No, so according to maritime law, a buoy or otherwise floating object constitutes a, as sufficient grounds and laying claim to an artifact. That- <laughs> <laughs> so wow. if you just have like a piece of trash that you, you know, wait, who the hell enforces maritime law? The maritime cops. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, these all sound like international water things. Yeah. I got a ticket from a water cop. Really? Yeah. How'd you get that? The beginning of the pandemic, they shut down the beaches in Miami. And you went out looking for Langan? 
Um, <laughs> or Jetson would be the easiest one. Jetson would be the, I mean, but, you know, Lang and if you're kind of a criminal, I figured she got a ticket, so she was trying to. Right. No, no. I bought a kayak with my mother, and we really took to kayaking. It was a really special period in Miami because we were not the only ones that had this idea. Everyone yeah. bought a paddleboard or a kayak. That's so sweet. It was interesting. Yeah, I saw someone post a good meme um, of the Miami. It was a picture. Hear it? <laughs> I know. Now they're like retelling a meme on a podcast. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and it not only a meme but a local meme that isn't going to land for anyone else. Ooh. But it was a picture of the Miami yes. River, and it was full of. Uh, like paddleboarders and kayakers like really like all over the river and the meme was like the miami river is looking like i-95 which is our highway damn it's really funny yeah i could see that being funny if i was from miami and i mean it was shocking so anyway we bought a kayak and kayaked out to this um kind of wonderful sand bank type region miami's you know, there's the intracoastal waterway that's, you know, in Miami. Sorry, I'm, I'm losing my mind. No, you didn't. <laughs> break it down. And there's all these little islands that are just sort of like in the middle of this large waterway. And my mom and I wanted to go up to one of the islands to kind of like, you know, be able to walk around in the sand and swim without feeling like you were in the middle of the ocean and et cetera. And a water cop was like, don't dock on the island so we docked near the island but the water cop came over and said we were still on the island which i to me prompted like a very kind of important frustration about where an island ends and like the sea floor begins because <laughs> well, it's all pretty continuous and i wasn't my feet were on underwater and so i was like sir i'm just you know i'm in the sea i'm in the sea yeah and he was like, you're on the island. And I got a ticket from the water cop. Oh, really? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Was he in his own little like water cop kayak? He was in a boat. <laughs> oh. Even worse. I hate that. Yeah. That's evil. Yeah. <clears throat> People should be able to, to go on the island whenever they want. And I wasn't on the island. I'm maintaining that yeah, story. Yeah, you should be able to be on the sea whenever you want. <laughs> exactly. You're probably just looking for trouble. Exactly. Did you contest it and go to water court <laughs> no <laughs> because octopus judge <laughs> yes. and a jury of flounders yeah. no this guy he actually really had it out for us because he gave us a coronavirus violation citation because the offense we were technically committing was being on the beach when the beaches were but shut down no on the island I, exactly but then he said you guys have a whistle no sorry first he said you guys have life jackets and we we're like yes we do sir we are responsible kayakers sure. and then he said you guys have a whistle? And we were like, no, like, did we need one? And he said, according to my beach maritime law, kayakers need whistles. And so he gave us this like ticket in addition to the citation. Did he give did, you a whistle? No. <laughs> he didn't even have whistles to hand out? Nope. I had to buy it on Amazon. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. I bet the whistle lobby got that law passed. Yeah. Mm, I bet that's messed did. up. Plus if you saw another cop, they probably would give you the same ticket for not having a whistle. Yeah, but I think that's always the way with tickets for stuff that's like structurally wrong with your setup. <laughs> like when you don't have lights in your car. Right. But, but like if you're on your way home and your lights are out and a cop pulls you over and gives you a ticket for that. They don't fix your lights. Right. And then you keep going and then another <laughs> cop pulls you over. <laughs> you know, you some guy ticket. gets pulled over 10 times yeah. over the course of his ride home. That's a real flaw in the system. 
that's allowed. <laughs> um, I think you're allowed to say you just got a ticket for the same thing. Or sometimes when I get like a parking wow. ticket, I'll just leave it on there because, you know, smart. it's basically a parking pass. That's probably what I'll do next time I get pulled over. Be like, oh, someone already pulled me over. <laughs> <laughs> I was speeding the back thing. there too. <laughs> so what, what do we got going here? Yeah, I was naked earlier. I'm going, I'm going to get clothes. I'm literally going to back to my house and get clothes now. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> no tickets for that, Tucker. Well, the ticket's not necessarily for being nude. It's for screaming while... <laughs> that, that should be illegal. That's good. Cool. I think we're done with trucks. Um, no, we're not. Uh, we forgot to let me read the uh, intro for trucks. I was going to say that at the beginning, but I figured... Should I, should you were going to tell me to read the intro and then we just kept moving on? Yeah, I figured we we messed up, so I figured, well, let's just move on. Let's move on. Are you mad? I can't believe you didn't call me out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can try to edit it in. Maybe at the beginning, so it doesn't even okay. seem like... <laughs> I'll pretend like I don't remember any of the stuff that we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really deliver it like it's fresh. Uh, let me find it. The intro is, Whether your rig of choice rides on 8, 10, or 18 wheels, trucks have got the goods, and they get them to where they have to go. Trucks not only transport most of today's consumables, they're the undisputed kings of the road. I would, dis- I would dispute that. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. That's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, so don't you forget it. Well, all right. But oh, also, I, I should do a disclaimer on, on reading these things. Um, I've, I've listened back to the tapes, and I've noticed that I sound like an idiot when I read these. Like, I sound like someone who's never been able to read anything before. Um, and it's not my fault. I'm usually a very good reader. But the problem is that the transcript of this, the margins are really, really wide. Oh. You can go look this up. Damn it. Uh, but so there's like five words per line. So mm-hmm. my eyes just happen to go to the next line constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always getting elaborate excuse. Words. Can Scott. you read the uh, URL so that they can go to it? Yeah. Um, this is one of the longest URLs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you can just go for it, man. HTTPS uh, uh, forward slash forward slash subs like script.com slash series slash how underscore it's underscore made dash eight three five zero one zero and that should get you where you need to go <laughs> you can kind of just poke around on the just, website and yeah get there so, get yeah. there and then you'll find it i think we're uh right. done with trucks though right yeah overall bad segment all right next one was bandages this is probably one of the one of the best of the episode great yeah bandages was spectacular yeah, really good um this intro is Cut your finger? Well, you've got a couple of first aid options. You can wrap it up in bulky gauze, or you can apply a flexible adhesive bandage. If you're like most people, you'll take the bandage and save the gauze for your mummy costume next Halloween. From boo-boo to boo. Okay. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the worst description of band-aids I've ever heard. Just like, yeah. they were like, they got like the guy that's like, a Halloween nut. <laughs> yeah, the mummy like, thing came out of left well, this field. Episode must have come out around Halloween. Like, hey Patrick, can you write the <laughs> band aid thing? It was gratuitous. Kind of shoehorning the idea of my mummy costume. I have a lot of expert knowledge about Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> really be able to show it off in the bandage segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, this segment was spectacular, and I think I could speak with a little bit more confidence about what went down. Hmm. So right ahead. you start off with a fabric that only stretches in one direction um, and it's bandage color, which is a controversial statement, actually. 
Um, because let's Bandit, not, let's not get into it. All right. Let's <laughs> not get into it. Uh, totally fine. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and. Belen has made her position known. Shots fired at the bandage color. <laughs> There's only one type of bandage color. <laughs> and it's a problem, but we're moving on. Um, they apply glue to the bandage. Then they, um, do some kind of like temperature based thing to make it settle and pump up in the right way. Then they run the sort of like gauzy, you know, white cottony strip thing and they, they slice it all into the right sizes, which, you know, there's a grand variety of bandage slices. And then there's two different machines that you could use to, to do this. Um, one of them looked fascinating. One of them was like knobs coming out of the wall and like <laughs> s- circles that all look like kind of like a, a grand watch. Um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> and then the other one was so fast that they could only, that we could only handle watching it in slow motion. <laughs> Um, and they line up the little gauze guy. And they said that in the episode. They said, you can't even handle this. <laughs> yeah. You can't handle this if it was normal motion. They line up the little gauze guy on the gooey elastic fabric. And then they add kind of the little strip to, to keep the glue in place. And then they cut it up. They Just perforate wait. it. Oh, we have some guests coming in. And that's bandages. Yep, the end. And we got two more segments. Computers. <laughs> We're already moving on. Wow. I want to finish it before they get here. I love it. <laughs> hey, what's up? Well, I, I think we need to spend like 30 minutes on the machine. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That machine was remarkable. And interestingly, as soon as we all saw it, our first reaction was, that can't be the only way <laughs> to do this. And then they immediately cut to the different machine that does the same thing. Yeah, and they said, didn't they say, here's another way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which... This whole series. Let's, let's paint the picture of the first machine. It's um, what you would imagine, uh, like, like if bandages were made in the Bob North Pole. Make, yeah, like um, <laughs> it was very cartoonish. Like how he would make a machine. There's a bunch of like funnels and like spools and like yeah, yeah like whoever made it was that turquoise has a deep and yellow complex soul. It was a clown, like a clown made it. He was like, <laughs> "This is my machine. <laughs> this is my invention." <laughs> it has all these like worrying, like yeah. Little parts of it. I think. It, I think. Depending on how you looked at it, there was probably a face somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, like two big, like yeah, uh, like the eyes, yeah, that, like, or, or something forward. funnier. Yeah. yeah, something even funnier than that. <laughs> it's not funnier than a face. Yeah, I can't think of anything <laughs> yeah, funnier than that. Not for me. I wonder what it looked like from the back. What if it looked evil on what if the it was other the exact side? Same thing. <gasps> what if they were making? They should be making bandages on both sides. Or they were tearing apart bandages. It <laughs> <laughs> was an evil side of the machine. Oh my god! Wow, two, like Two Face. Yeah. Just had a crazy thought. When imagine working at that factory and like, you know, getting a cut, <laughs> just being surrounded yeah. by bandages. You're in the perfect place. But yeah. you can't. You can't take one right off the production you line. You just reach into the machine. <laughs> <laughs> probably fine just reach in the the fast yeah. moving machine if you get cut up more there's more bandages yeah. what's the career that makes those factory machines are those like mechanical engineers yeah I think it's an, yeah well sometimes on the show they do a segment about like a factory part they kind of did that with the computer segment on this one like, this is how we make this part of a factory and then we watch a factory make the factory it's interesting it's how very, factories get made yeah. yeah and you know there's like at the end of the day it's like this logic puzzle that they try to like 
turn into a physical thing. Yeah, this but there's is something. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time like tripping out about and not be, like. Is there a recipe book? Like, is there a who puts together the way that it makes it? You know what I mean? Like, is there a company that you go to that you are? Have we talked about this on an episode? That's I don't know. Question. We've definitely talked about this a lot. Yeah. And I, and I think the bandages episode by showcasing the two different machines that do the same thing in very different looking ways really made, made this question come to front and center for me. Yeah. You, you wonder if they have like in-house inventors, like each company mm-hmm. has like a, a team of like yeah mad scientists who come up with like, this is the most efficient way to make bandages with this machine. Well, every company should be led by the guy that invents the product. In yeah, an ideal <laughs> world, you would invent a product and then you could you made a company. Um, so yes, hopefully. Yeah, they, why they is that have the, the ideal world? That's the ideal world that like we have crazy. Uh, in an ideal world, we have eccentric inventors that you know mm-hmm. lead their company and 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 are name the the product after themselves. You know, well, the I- age old joke, <laughs> Mister Band Aid or whatever. Mm. Hi, I'm Mr. Trucks. I'm the CEO of the truck company. Scott, do you agree that that's the ideal world? I see a few flaws in it. <clears throat> what if Mr. Truck is, you know, just a general jerk? Yeah, or what if he's really great at inventing, but really bad at having a company? Yeah, what if then we like don't deserve no social skills. We shouldn't have trucks. You need to have social skills to run a truck company. Hopefully then another man that's also eccentric, but good at those things comes along and invents a different solution to the trucking problem. That being trains and, and you know, we kind of get warring inventors, t- uh, Edison and Tesla. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Elon yeah. Musk and uh, Edison. Edison. Yeah. Could you imagine if Edison could come he- like to, to this year? Well, this would be a weird one in particular. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpster fire. I think you would say, um, <laughs> You think just we'd be like this year to be over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Edison would say. Could yeah. you imagine a time traveler just picks like general ballpark of when they want to be and they're like, yeah, 2020, I want more or less, you know, that zone and then they hit 2020 and they're like, fuck. Yeah, all the bars are closed Wait, down. Are these people in the past who are t- traveling to the future? Um, cuz if you're up I think I you know not to come yet. Yeah, but I could imagine like a kind of careless time traveler. Ugh. Who didn't read their history? Yeah. Well, you know what they say about history. Those who fail to read history <laughs> are actually doomed to repeat it. Oh, well, that would be a very literal, <laughs> literal playing out of that saying. I think this, that's where it comes from. Yeah, because then the guy could get <laughs> sick with coronavirus and he could bring it back to the future. Yeah. That saying literally comes from the future. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you didn't know about the coronavirus, you go back in time and then you live through the coronavirus. What if the disease was from the future? That'd be crazy. What if a guy, what if there's a coronavirus epidemic in the future and then a time traveler brought it back and gave it to one of us? Then maybe it wouldn't happen in the and then, future. So then they made the vaccine in our time. So then his time, they didn't have to go through the pandemic. Selfish. Hmm. Right? Wrong. This is melting my brain. <laughs> so are we living in the future or not? Yeah. Uh, I do wonder about the time travel. Do you think, I think we're the consensus is you can move forward in time, but you can't go back, right? That's what I've heard. What? That's what I've done. Why is that so clear to both of you? Because 
you can slow down uh you can move faster through time if you yeah if you go like 10 bajillion light years per second yeah if you go really fast then time moves slower for you but it moves the same speed for everyone else or if you go near like a object with that time dilates because of its mass so if you like orbit a black hole for years you could come back and then time would have moved slower for you than everyone else but or, the trip to a black hole right. like that would take so long that it's really not even feasible. But, <laughs> but it sure is fun to think about. <laughs> That's so interesting. And, and is any of that, when we say time is moving slower, is, is it real? Are, like, is it, what does that literally mean to the extent that time is very... It's probably just like the way our body ages. Right, that's what I'm asking. The just the, Yeah, the actual atoms go through less whatever time. <gasps> it happens to GPS uh, satellites that go around the Earth because their time moves uh, faster than ours because they're farther away from the center of mass of the Earth. For who? Yeah, they they say people who live higher up age slower than people who live. I don't think the, that's the because of the that. I don't think that's because. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one little trick to staying young. That would be nice if you were on a mountaintop. You live as high as you can. Do you guys know that the axis, the the tilt of the Earth has changed? Yes, I was just reading about this. It can change at any minute, is what they said. They uh, don't know why, why it happens, but the the poles can flip, mm. and they said it would just be a huge disaster. I just None remember. Of us would survive. In middle school, this huge Chilean earthquake happening, and then they said that it made the days shorter by like ever such slightly amount by by changing the tip of the Earth. Whoa! It robbed us. I know of time on. Well, it made the day shorter and the nights longer. No, no party. <laughs> less school. Right? Yeah, less school. Uh, oh my gosh! More homework, though. More homework. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just means the overall day sleep in. Shorter. <laughs> That's nice. But go to bed early. <laughs> but go to bed earlier. Wake up late. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. So, something to look out for is when the the poles switch. We'll keep you updated. What's going to happen to magnets? They still work the same, but they're backwards. But if they, I mean, I have, I have to imagine some stuff would not be okay. No, everything else they said. I don't remember exactly what happens, but it was, yeah, no one survives. What? Yeah. Oh, so magnets are the like least a, of our uh, problems. <laughs> yeah, the magnets are still going to keep doing their thing. They're, <laughs> they're causing the problem in some way. They're, they're switching. <laughs> magnets, do your thing. Do your thing. No, stop. And so what, in what way do we die? I don't remember. Your eyes cross, your arms go <laughs> twisted, and you become a pretzel. Uh, I bet you do. Especially if you're, oh, oh, I mean, the nightmare scenario is you're holding compasses, and then, the, yeah, then you're really <laughs> you know, screwed. All those times you're double fisting compasses. I'm double fisting compasses when I go uh, hiking, just in case one, sh- you know, shits the bed. Are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm about to drop a huge bomb. So. Oh, God. Did it just switch? When north goes south, they say the continents will lurch in one direction or the other, triggering massive earthquakes, rapid climate change, and species <laughs> extinction. All that just from a few magnets. Well, they glossed yeah. over the species extinction. Is it caused by the previous <laughs> two things? Um, yeah, I think when, you know, Asia 
crashes into <laughs> like that. You guys die. <laughs> would so all our utensils would they like fly to one side of the earth and stuff like yeah so some people would be wiped out from that damn from like the forks the forks flying, flying through them yeah, yeah not everyone can survive that <laughs> i can't dang yeah something to, to keep your uh, keep your eye on happens every few hundred thousand of years it would be so sad it's gonna be weird when the sun turns off you but, think that <laughs> that's gonna happen at the same time Blind is worried about sunset tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean when it dies. Yeah, I was really afraid of that when I was really young. Mm-hmm. It takes eight minutes for the rays of the sun's energy to come here. Mm. Mm. Do you think that means it'll take eight minutes for us to realize it's gone? Mm. Or we'll know it's gone because of like you know how would we know? news channel? But then we'll know that we only have eight minutes left of life. How would they know? Because I'm sure we've got like telescopes. We have a you know international space station. They're closer. I mean, we'll be hyper intelligent by then. What will that help us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think even today we you're could, gonna read we could give us a heads up. Yeah. You read a couple books. <laughs> the book lays it all out. <laughs> that would be stressful. What would you do with eight minutes left of everything anyone ever knew? Hmm. I mean, it depends on, I probably want to say bye to people, but probably, it's going to take yeah. longer than eight minutes to get to all the people I want to say bye to. I'd probably call my fam, FaceTime. Probably make a big group chat. Yeah. That would be the handiest. There's going to be a lot of Just post on Facebook. Uh, and a lot of people left out of It's going to be vib- phone vibrating the whole eight minutes. Yeah, That's so awkward. true. Hey guys, I got to hop off this call. I got someone else calling me. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we'd immediately, eh, whatever, who knows? But why would you immediately die if the sun went out? Dude, you'd probably freeze instantly. Yeah, no, no. Instantly heat. you'd freeze? There would be some heat left. I think you would die from the cold, though. Sun goes down every night. Dude. The sun's still there. The sun's but, like, it's not there. heating up the side of the earth. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Of How course would... it is. Because you don't have to be, like... I could be, like, indoors, but the fact that it, there's sun outside is still important. It would cool down... Over like a couple days. Think about the fact that the rays of the sun are reaching out into like far out into our solar system. It's heating everything up. Like, yes, there's light when we're immediately looking at it, but there's a hell of a lot of heat even when we're not. I thought it was going to be like a big explosion that the sun would just explode and, you know, we'd be hit by, you know, something. How would it immediately get cold? It doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm offering a different theory where it gets really hot and we die in the <laughs> explosion. No, I think would I mean, I think it would immediately get very cold. What is immediate to you? Like in a second? I'm sorry, but that doesn't. I, I'm, we're gonna cut this out because this is kind of a boring to conversation topic. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense. I, what do you mean? I don't like getting into debate club on the podcast. Does it make any sense that it would you would get cold very quickly? No, it makes no sense. There's night every night. There's no sun hitting this side of the earth right now. Dude, but it's not hitting, but it's there. It's no, like, it's not. Literally, no, it's not. How is it? Where? Because the sun gives heat that isn't just through like... Like ultraviolet the, rays and stuff? Like non, non-visible... And just like ambient heat. No, it doesn't. There's no ambient heat. How would there be ambient heat in the vacuum of space? I'm sorry. That's wrong. Hmm. Um, 
This guy says... Because there's no particles. Heat is just the movement of particles. Ahem. This guy says, mm. our sun is going to get really big and slightly cold, and then it's going to become a red giant, and it'll get so big that it eats Mercury, Venus, and Earth. What the hell? <laughs> so even though it's cold, it's going to suck in Earth, and I think we're going to die in the heat. So we got to move. Wait, is it going to be hot or cold? <laughs> <laughs> I think my theory of where it's hot is correct. <laughs> it's going to be hot. So we were both wrong. Oh, man. I tried to tell you. But I wasn't debating that, honestly. I was debating what if the sun went out and then what would happen. And I think it'll take a couple days. All right, should we finish up uh, Band-Aids? <laughs> no. Blend's going to bring up how <laughs> white people only can use Band-Aids again, which is fucked up. Um, this was, this was, Why'd you do that? This was one of the most beautiful segments, uh, but really nothing else interesting to mention about it other than that they make 4 billion Band-Aids. Uh, what? A, a year. Four billion? A year. How many people are getting cut? That's ridiculous. It's, it's not based on person. It's based on how many cuts. Some guys get a lot of cuts. And <laughs> also, whenever get you get one cut, you buy a Band-Aid box that has like 30 of them. That's true. Swap them out. Because you're losing all of them in the pool. True. What? Why are the Band-Aids in the pool? Because you're going in the know. pool. Have you ever put on goggles when you were a little kid and went down to the bottom of the pool? Covered in Band-Aids. Oh. Ew. Remember that? I don't know about no. seeing a. I, I certainly okay, I went lost. to white trash pools. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah, I mean only the fanciest. Kind of nasty pools. If you went in there with a bandaid, they'd kick you right out. Because then you know there's an open wound in the pool. Oh, that's fine. I mean, that's it is fine. <laughs> but that means the person's getting pee in their wound. Because <laughs> the pee is a given. There's definitely pee in the pool. Yeah, I think even in my fancy pools, people were, were peeing. Oh yeah, it's crazy. We'll do that. No, it's not. I've never done it. I pee in the pool all the time. That's insane. It's one of life's great pleasures. Dude, but it's like... If other people are in the pool? No, who cares? gross. But it's just like... Man. (laughs) Part of the the problem. (laughs) Your your pee becomes a a meaningful amount of the water in the pool. (laughs) Yeah, it becomes 90% pee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, yes, pee a lot. So my pee does become... But to the average man... It's just, it's warm. It's a slightly different color. It's pee. The ocean is fine. I've peed in the ocean. Of course. But I, I swim far away from, you know, my buds. <laughs> do my business, swim back. Mm-hmm. That's fine. A pool is not okay. Yeah, well, agree to disagree, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to go in a pool with you. All right, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Could you imagine to- peeing in a hot tub? Cool. Done that too. <gasps> Tucker. There's filters and stuff. Who cares? Not for it's pee. sterile. What's wrong with pee? No, it stops being sterile once you pee in it. No, pee is sterile. Is pee sterile? Of course, it was in your body. But it's pee. Wait. <laughs> it's gross, dirty pee. What does sterile mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, but it's super clean. You clean the, yeah, you, they uh, clean scalpels with it. For surgery. <laughs> no, the hospitals I go to, they don't do that. <laughs> no, but they do say, yeah, you're supposed to pee on a, a wound, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure that's not like a prank. <laughs> I think you're supposed, to, down. <laughs> you're supposed to pee on jellyfish stings. Yeah. Which is right. hilarious. I've heard that. Uh, because it's sterile, yeah. Or apply vinegar. But you usually don't have vinegar. So would you be mad if I brought vinegar into a pool? Would you be mad if I brought vinegar into the pool? 
not as mad as I would be if you were peeing, but it's not a normal thing to do to come in with vinegar and dump it in for no reason. The lifeguards in Miami have vinegar. For the jellyfish things? Mm Mm-hmm. And the lifeguards are different from the boat cops? Yeah. But they're they're beach cops, practically. I hate lifeguards. I hate lifeguards, too. Really? Why? They're useless. When's the last time you actually saw a lifeguard save someone? All they do is just tell you that you can't drink and yell at people at the beach. Sit up on their ivory tower. Yeah, literally. Looking down on everyone. My mom dated a lifeguard when I was little. Ugh. Ugh. He taught me to swim. He probably taught you wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I actually think I had a world-class swimming education from a lifeguard. All right. Well, maybe that's the one thing they're good for. A lab, right? (laughs) We had a rule where whenever I swallowed water in the pool, which now I know might have been pee infested. (laughs) That's your fault. I had to run a lap around the pool. He taught this lifeguard told you to run around the pool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the, it's the number one rule. He probably just did that so he would have to save you. And looked like he was doing his job. No, no I running. Think, I think he was trying to condition me out of swallowing pool water. But if we didn't just tell you right now, you would have thought that running around the pool is okay. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Because it's like slippery. Peeing in the pool. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Supposed to. You want to know if peeing in the pool is okay? It's not. Let me, let me ask you. Okay. On the lifeguard, like rules, you know, the list of rules that they have sometimes at pools. I'm sure. That's like no running, no diving, no blah, 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 yeah. blah. You ever see no ping in the pool on one of the lists? No, you don't. I don't read the list. Well, I do. And that's <laughs> not on there. Because I think it's a given. Yeah, because sickos like you have no integrity. Normal guys. You're just going to do it anyway. I'm even a man if of the people. Rule. People pee in the pool. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll never resolve that debate. No. Um, anything else with the... Bandits? But that was a fun debate club. Well, <laughs> Belen is actually a world-class debater and it's amazing that I've defeated her in all <laughs> no. the debates that we've had so far. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. We <laughs> <laughs> were just <laughs> devolve into these stupid De- debates. Debates. Instead of talking about the actual, you know, are these debates? how it's made. These are debates. Yeah, you've brought us into many, many debates, which I have unfortunately fell for because of me. <laughs> 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 all right. It has not my intention. So for not seeing this coming. <laughs> I'm going to agree with everything you say from the rest of the show. I well, she already you. canceled herself. You don't yeah. want to go I there. actually, no, I don't want anything to do with you. That's true. You're going to agree with everything I say? Is that what you're saying? No, I was saying Belen, but oh. definitely me and you should team up. Yeah, come over here. I got uh, plenty of good theories. I'm Guys, this is going to be a really hostile podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? We have never had a guest think that before. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, near the last segment, you can, you can tell us off. Yeah. That's usually when the guest gets to do that. <laughs> Could just say what we be what what we be like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one was uh, computers. No. <laughs> computer circuits. And the little the little blurb is computer technology changes quicker than just about any other industry on earth. So watch fast. Electronic circuits have shrunk from miles of wiring to the size of a computer circuit board, and they're still getting smaller. Uh, an electronic circuit board is a computer component that can produce spectacularly realistic scenes. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> nothing what were you doing <laughs> doing something behind my back while I was doing <laughs> the thing <laughs> okay I promised Scott I'd be on his side Scott she was doing the index finger loop around the ear 
and then pointing at you. I'm gonna kick no, yeah, it wasn't at you. It was at Lance. <laughs> oh. He's not doing anything. But look at how focused he is on Mank. <laughs> <laughs> watching his movie. Uh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry that was boring. <laughs> no, it wasn't boring. <laughs> Next time I'll do a funny voice and I'll make it more interesting. <laughs> All right. Balen. Uh, Hit it. So, I know my lovely hosts loved the computer circuit board segment. Thank you. I have to say... And thank you for calling us lovely. Yeah. I thought it was I'm a little inaccessible. <laughs> Um, or I guess maybe this is a good opportunity for you guys to clear it up for me. The very first step that they start with where they have the little green panel that they then start doing other stuff to, is that green panel technologically interesting at all? Or is it just like a green slab with painted indications about whether where stuff is going to go? I think that's, that's pretty much it. I think that's but a- you, you did miss the first step. Which is that they go into this enchanted forest where there's like a fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a really interesting aspect of the segment, which is that they kept emphasizing that like the key thing that these computer graphics um, circuit, circuit boards, boards are enabling is to see these like 3D fairy universes <laughs> and to be able to like visualize them on a computer screen, which was very specific. It's fascinating, yeah, it isn't it? it was beautiful. These really let us see into, you know, another world <laughs> where the fairies reside. But yeah, it they... It was really... Oh. They showed how um, how they use a stencil, and then they... Wait, like, we're already moving away from the fairy universe? <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell them about it. They apply some metal... She was a beautiful fairy. Yeah, she was beautiful. And she we kind of ca- waved to us. <laughs> she did wave, and she was just hovering there next to a, it looked like an enchanted tree. Uh, ir- a large oak. Iridescent, but. Yeah. She looked like she was in the Avatar universe. Oh. Yes. Well, yes. Don't get it started. Yeah. It did seem kind of like a precursor to Avatar. Yeah. But very notice- noticeably was nowhere even close to as beautiful as what Avatar looks like. No, it looked like dog shit right compared to the beauty of avatar but for a, a 10 year difference oh between when this fairyland was made and when avatar fairyland was made pretty impressive it, incredibly impressive to mm-hmm. see how far we came mm-hmm. and it took four months to make the little fairy that they told us that you oh, they did? yeah <laughs> how long did it take to make the the board it was it looked pretty quick i think one interesting takeaway yeah, is that these incredibly fast-moving machines were capable of pl- plugging in pretty much every little metal piece onto the circuit board, but there was just a handful of pieces right at the end that had to be done by a human being, even though the machine seemed pretty damn good at assembling the rest of it. Yeah, my theory for that is that that's like a psyops, where they just wanted to give the, the workers something to do. Damn. damn. Like, you yeah. think this is CIA? I think so. Like, you know the thing, maybe this has been... This might be a wives' tale, but apparently, when like Betty Crocker made their uh, their like cake mix, yes, really all you have to do is you just dump it into a pan, add water, and add water and put it in the oven. And it's a cake, but in the recipe it says put two eggs in the in the mixture, and then put it in the oven. And the theory is that the eggs don't really do anything; it's just giving you something to do, so you feel like you made a cake rather than Betty Crocker made a cake. Wow! Everyone in the studio here is is giving me the the thumbs up that I am correct on this. Yeah. 
Uh, but it, but if I'm wrong, uh, any fans can send hate mail. Send uh, and yeah, he- send hate mail to uh, our uh, address. Should we just put that out there? <laughs> um, uh, no, they might do the anthrax thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so we'll put out Belen's mom's address in Miami. Stop! She's already been targeted <laughs> before. Oh yeah, that is true. We should have just had her tell that story on the podcast. You're <laughs> still time. No. But, you have some pretty good moments where you were targeted too. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess that, that was the same moment. No, that was the same moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her mom was not the real really, victim. I guess <laughs> was not really targeted at all. So listeners, don't worry. But you can uh, tweet hate at the show or dislike our YouTube channel uh, at How It's Made Pod on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, my my theory is that. Uh, the humans putting in the little pieces onto the board was just uh, make them feel like they were, were uh, worthwhile, weren't just totally replaced by robots. Sure. Sure. And that's very profound. It's Yeah, it's, it's right. Yeah, it's sad. But let's keep, uh, let's keep going with uh, the, the, the process. So after the people put the circuits on, then what happens? Oh, one very interesting moment is that they sort of float the entire circuit board over this melted alloy kind of mixture at like something like 450 degrees Fahrenheit. And that helps, you know, lock everything in place. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was cool. That's pretty surprising. I thought, yeah. And the, the liquid metal looked really like beautiful. And also, you know, it's terrifying to think about how hot it is. Not that hot for liquid metal, honestly. 400 degrees? My oven can do that. I guess that's true. Eh. My microwave can do that. That helped me put things into perspective, Tucker. So we can make a circuit board ourselves. Yeah. Clearly because we don't need the machines because those are fake. (laughs) Just pop it in the microwave. I mean, don't like people make circuit boards themselves? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure some losers in the garage make them. That's really cool. Yeah, to some it might be cool. Some, to, some it might be cool. Yeah, to definitely some people think it's cool. Yeah, me, I like sports. I, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's another example of kind of similar to the to turning on the truck in the first segment, where oh. you turn on the computer. Yeah, take it yeah. for a spin. And then the ferry comes back out. <laughs> she did come back out. She yeah. did even more shit. She flew yeah. across the stream. Yeah. She kind of went. She kind of went hog wild. Yeah. And I wish I could follow her. We're going to have to get you on a computer chip soon, Scott. Yeah, I, well, we can debate this if we have the time, but I would easily upload my consciousness to some sort of satellite and send it off into space. No more debates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys all agree that you would do that too? Yes. And I, and I, I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it. No <laughs> question right. about and it. And if the fans want to take the pledge. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> we'll yeah. travel the solar system the, together. The, the cosmos. There can be no disagreement. <laughs> it would be interesting. You kind of just be flying through the darkness. You'd see a lot, yeah. Not for a while, but yeah. every so often, maybe. When would you start seeing stuff? You'd probably, I would guess, would never see really anything up close, <laughs> ever. Literally, ever. Couldn't you choose to navigate up more? If you aimed for something, maybe, but you'd have to aim for something that wasn't there so that you like intercepted oh uh so you intercepted it later and we we got to admit we got it's not guaranteed that this thing has eyes and yeah what year you are 
It might just be your thinking. You're just which, <laughs> but that your imagination is endless. Yeah, that's true. I mean, would you, you know, start imagining imagining yourself, you know, in the fairy land with the fairy running down the stream? Mm-hmm. Would that become reality to you? I wish. It What's could. the point of putting us on the satellite if we don't have eyes, though? Um, I, I think that's Probably just to escape death. <laughs> okay. That would be my <laughs> yeah. Just to experience it. <laughs> just to try it once and then <laughs> just to try it forever. Go back, yeah. Go back to your job at the factory. That'd be Dreaming nice. about the fairy lady every night. <laughs> but then the circuit board's made. Right? Yeah, was there anything else with this one? No, it was pretty quick. It was it was impressive. Well, the, oh. The, oh, go ahead. I was going to say when they're showing kind of like the endless moving panel of circuit board through like kind of a bird's eye view lens. And it, I think Tucker pointed this out. It looks like a city from overhead. Mm-hmm. Very, from very overhead. <laughs> Soaring high above the five by six inch circuit board. It was gorgeous. It did look like, it does look like a city. It looks really cool. It looks like Emerald City. Yeah, exactly. The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Yeah. It's a city, even the the ratio of like gray to green was right. It's just a much, you know, brighter, more electric, crazy green. It's kind of like that thing where you we've, you look at a, a brain neuron and you compare it to uh, the structure of the, the universe. Mm. It looks very similar. Eerily similar. Or when you look at, um, they have pictures of like, the internet and how all the websites are connected or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that looks like a brain. Yeah. Whoa. It looks like a nasty brain that's in a jar. It has the two things on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But cool. But cool. Yeah. It makes you think. I'm trying out this new note taking app. Okay. Which one? It's called Rome Research. Ooh. And you can see a graph of the words that you have tagged and see how they're interconnected over the course of all your notes. Kind of cool. Huh. That is cool. That is really cool. What's your like top word? I just started. Oh. Well, please let us know. <laughs> I'll let you know as it comes Probably together. Probably going to be the <laughs> no, no. and is. No, you, you, I mean, and this is something that makes the user experience a little more clunky, but you have to like br- bracket the words that you want to be big deal words and so you'll kind of like pick them deliberately, but then over time or might be surprised by how the graph shakes out together. Yeah, the graph. This graph will shock you. Exactly. I can't imagine what would be shocking about the way that you use the words that you bracketed. Maybe not shocking, but interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes you think. And useful, you know. You're you- getting into a debate club again, Scott. <laughs> be very careful. It's a dumb app. Shouldn't make it. <laughs> Defund it. <laughs> You care to counterpoint? Hey, how, hey, I got a, I got a notes app for you. It's called a notebook. Okay, kids these days, right? No, notebooks are flawed themselves. In what way? Don't get me started. Well, I agree with whatever you're about to say. Well, I have really bad handwriting, and I'm mm. not going to be able to read or mm. have the stamina to write in the notebook. Stamina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets tired after writing for a little bit. I've seen him puffing or- and puffing. Or when you're writing in pencil and then the side of your hand gets all covered in graphite. Are you left-handed? No, but it still happens when you're right-handed. Yeah, I'm the king of that. I'm right-handed. Oh. Or when, when I would like, you know, write like timed essays in class with like pen. 
sides of my hands are all covered really? up in ink. Exactly. Like, mine are not. I write in a notebook every day. I don't know. Maybe I got a hover hand, or I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, it must be I, that. I think that's probably the correct way to do it. The hover hand. Yeah. I've been told that I that I write wrong. That like remember uh, pencil grips. Mm-hmm. I was the king of those. We used to trade those. It was like a oh yeah, was like money back in like third grade. Those were cool. But there, there were the foam ones that were just like they were just like cylindrical. And yeah, then there were the garbage. little like ribbed but dildo the, ones. Yeah. There, but there were also the ones that were perfectly molded to like have your fingers like locked oh, in. Yeah, you yeah. know those ones. Yeah, that's nice. You felt fancy. Like, uh, felt taken care of. <laughs> yeah, you felt like you were I don't know doing it right like a robot i don't know what i felt like but it was just like what about little eraser caps with like extra eraser head that's nice those were worth worth less well they used to have you know shaped erasers like for halloween you'd have mm. like a jack-o'-lantern eraser Ooh. and you stick it on your yeah which yeah. themed pencil those yeah. were fun nothing worked quite as well as like the pink eraser no yeah. although i you know the big eraser that says for big mistakes that's a good one one kid had that, and I was just like, I want that. I feel I like it, in all my time <laughs> of the kid's using, like, I killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> Can't erase all mistakes. <laughs> I need my big eraser for big mistakes. Um, no, I was just going to say that uh, eraser technology, I feel like, is, is not very good. I've, I've never used an eraser that like really gets the job done. The nice mechanical pencils, the nicer you got, like there were the mechanical pencils that would have the uh, eraser that you like spin mm-hmm, the top mm-hmm. of and then it telescopes yeah. out. The like fuchsia colored ones. Rich kids had that and I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, like damn, I gotta get me some of that. What about the erasable pens? Remember those? Um, I think it was a, a fad. That that's a fad for they sure. It, it couldn't work. Oh. They trashed them all. Erasable coloring pencils, remember those? Those were No, I, I don't think remember those. Also those. It didn't work, yeah, the eraser would wear away really quickly. But it's cool how like they, they had me coming back to the school store for more and more and more. Yeah. You know, our school materials used to be so interesting. You used to need to be able to like you used to bring like a scissor to school and a glue stick. Yeah. Protractor. Yeah. I wish they did that for work. That'd be really fun. If I had more time in life, I would get really deep into eraser technology because I feel like that's probably a really deep field you, you could get into. Really weird. Uh, you could yeah. be the king of erasers. Yeah. I'm sure that'll get covered on how it's made. Ooh. That's a. Uh, I'm yeah. on it. Let's, let's, let's look it up. Really quickly check. <laughs> All right. Good news, everyone. Season three, episode two. The final segment is erasers. Thank God. Which means it's probably going to be a really good segment. They usually save the best for last. And uh, w- one last really quick thing about uh, circuit boards um, that I would like to say is previously on the show, we've kind of complained about how as part of the production process, they'll be like, you make this thing, you make this thing, and then you put the circuit board in and then you make this thing and this thing. And they really don't explain how the circuit board is made. Um, and that's been pretty infuriating before. But now finally we got to see how it was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like we like leveled up. We got to a new... Uh, so now we know, yeah, now we can just kind of plug that in as a, uh, it's like an added thing to our vocabulary of manufacturing, yeah. which is nice. Like the next time they cut the corner, I'm going to know exactly what they do. Yeah, it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe the entire show is meant to be like, you know. Instructive. 
well, certainly that, but also just kind of like it really builds on itself. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting also over time to see how the show ages and the extent to which it becomes kind of like a historical archive of how we used to make things. Yeah, definitely. They'll see the best that the, the circuit boards could do was make this fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll continue to be impressed. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the last segment, liquors. The introduction is... The secrets behind the world's finest spirits and liquor all boil down to one simple recipe. Mix grain and water, then ferment and distill. Add a few hundred years of tradition, and you begin to understand why these bottles are worth their weight in gold. And the history segment is, The principle of distillation was known to ancient Romans, who mastered the process. However, we still don't know the precise ingredients they used. In the Middle Ages, stills produced the first alcohols from wine. The 7th century saw people making ethyl alcohol, and by the 15th century, the process was further refined, leading to the production of today's brandy, bourbon, cognac, sorry, cognac, and whiskey. And then it goes on to explain how it's made. Probably the worst history segment we've seen. Didn't explain anything. I was about to say, I kind of liked the history segment. Do you feel like you know the history of liquor any better now? A little better. We don't know how the Romans did it in the 7th century. They but we know that they thing. did it, and more or less when. It's also interesting how recent some of these other liquors are. Yeah, the the innovation is still alive. Mm-hmm. But when if you saw the history segment for toilets, I think you'd be you'd sound a, you'd be a little yeah, sound a little different right now. Fair enough. Yeah, usually the the, the history is you know way more dramatic. There's a lot more uh, characters built. Characters, you know, yeah. we didn't hear any names. Nothing. All right, all right. Totally fair. Maybe it was a really underwhelming history section. But yeah. whatever. But yeah, I think alcohol or liquors, it's interesting how distilleries, how kind of like mechanical the whole thing is. Hmm. Or how it, ha- how it needs to be done in these ginormous vats. Yeah, that was a cool shot. They had this really huge, massive vat of like corn oil or something. Oh, a little yeah. tiny guy on the other end of it. I was kind of waving at us. It like a huge sea of corn oil. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like a, a cranberry bog. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. But you cannot step in. You can't step in that because you, yeah, you boil. Or you turn into a, like some kind of fries your legs and you yeah. turn into French fry legs or something. Mm. Or what else could happen? Um, uh, you probably come out like a mutant. You'd probably come out like a cor- half corn, half guy. It, it's interesting when they touched on how they flavor the liquor with maybe cinnamon or coriander, I believe they said, mm-hmm. or lemon. Those were the three. Yeah. Yep. Dried lemon. Dried lemon. Peels. They, they really um, glossed over that section. I, I wonder how big of a deal any of those things are, how specific the mix of ingredients needs to be to get at a specific taste. Yeah, I they, think they, they it's probably not that specific. Yeah, they're just tossing a dash they, of they cinnamon. They didn't even toss it in there. They just showed us the jars. Yeah, they just said that they that, could that, do it. It was fair. an option. It's probably like a secret recipe that they don't want us to know. That's true. Very true. Very true. And it's also crazy. It's one of those industries where you need to plan really far in advance. Years and years. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to sit around for 15 years. See, this is a, this is your like consulting brain coming through. I like that. Not even a consultant. <laughs> you consult. That's but, what Belen does for a job. <laughs> but it is industry. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) What do you mean? You have to predict the future. 
and be like, I'm going to need a ginormous tub. What if nobody stopped? What if people stop drinking that bourbon? They got a big tub of bourbon. It's a well, big risk. Well, I don't want to get into a debate club, but we can look at the past and <laughs> we know that people have been drinking since the seventh century. Hmm. They'll probably continue to drink. No, we don't know that. Well, uh, you that, can't predict the future. That's true. I don't want to go too deep into this, but you know, anything could happen. The sun could explode, and no one's going to drink bourbon. But <laughs> do not bring us back into the sun. <laughs> the poles could shift at any. I minute. know what I'm doing with my last eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the poles shift, everything is going to become backwards. So we're going to the people who like bourbon are going to start hating bourbon. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, we we talked about what we would do in those eight minutes. That we would do, we I would definitely find Belen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, you know just, our family's trying ah, to go. <laughs> it's not cold yet, is it? No, I, I don't need a jacket. I, I mean, it's actually not that cold. The at all. eight minutes are fine. It's eight minutes in one second. I would go outside. That's what I would do. I would find you. <laughs> I would Facetime you or something and be like, "I'm gonna be sitting outside." You could be like, "No, don't do it." I'd be like, the, and the lights would go out. You know. Well, I think we're both going to freeze, whether I'm inside or outside. Well. I'm just kidding. Why are we even debating this anymore? We know what's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to be hot as fuck. Scott clarified. Sure. Yeah, we can run back the tapes. Whatever. We're going back to our old mistaken ways. (laughs) We haven't learned anything this whole podcast. We should have never got back together. (laughs) Okay. Would you keep telling us how liquor is made? Oh, yeah. First, they take the little corn guys. And the little corn man. You can just say corn. <laughs> <They> slaughter them. Cut <laughs> their heads off. They turn they it into cornmeal. They mix it in with some water and they put it in that ginormous vat where they ferment it and yeast is in there mm-hmm. and it's acting and it's creating a lot of movement. Um, it's bubbling. At, that sits there for like months and at some point the corn oil separates from the rest of it that's when sort of the distilling process comes in and distilling is really cool and like kind of beautiful how they like evaporate stuff and capture it in like horizontal pipes Mm -hmm. in the sky that are there literally because it's like it's evaporating vertically up and then they push it back down like that's all really crazy tubes galore (laughs) tubes and uh, and then they age it for different years. And then when you age it, you lose like 3% of the alcohol each year. And the color darkens. And then, of course, there's the whole bottling process. But there's, And then there's one step that's, I mean, quite a thrill for, I'm assuming, one lady. Let's talk about it. The capping? No, the lady. They bring out a fancy lady. Oh, lady. yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady. The mom. <laughs> the lady. She was really dressed up. She was really dressed up. She definitely right. knew that they were coming that day. One really critical step is that a lady tastes every batch um, and taste tests it against like a known good batch. And she'll have a little sip of the, of the liquor. And then sometimes she'll spit it out into a gross little cup and uh, fill out like a clipboard confirming that it's good and she gets her gross mouth on the bottle yeah and then go out to the consumers she, like, yes take a swig and wow yeah so this woman's like, nah, licked every bottle <laughs> put it back <laughs> and send it off she licked every bottle every single one yeah it really makes you think what it's like to be her 
if she loves drinking whiskey, you know, off the clock, if she's repulsed by it, or imagine, if she ever, you know, swallows a, a gulp. And what job do you do if you like get laid off? Like <laughs> what, what is her skill set? Like, how do you apply to a different job? Once you have that gig where it's like, I drink whiskey every day to tell if it's good or not. I'm sure that's a pretty d- difficult skill to, to get like, sure. But there's gotta be like five of those jobs palette. in the U S right. I think a little more, but I think you said it like she could be a sommelier. She work at a bar. No, she doesn't work at a bar. You can't have someone drinking the drinks before they give it to people. <laughs> she makes the worst bartender of all time. No, but you know, she has skills. She has perception. She probably has opinions. Mm. It would be nice to have the bartender take a sip of your drink. That actually, go, yeah, this is good. Now that I think this. about it, it would actually, because sometimes I get a drink from a bar and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, I wish he could tell me, like, could have yeah. known that. Like, for example, your um, juice box sakes last night. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We got tricked into that. That sucked. Went to a sushi place. The lady behind the counter, where we said, we'll get this sake. And the lady behind the counter said, oh, that's a really good one. You're going to love this. I'm like, why? She said, it comes in a really cool container. Just wait. Yeah. Wouldn't explain what it I was. was so pumped. I and thought it was going to be some kind of She pulled out cool. these little juice boxes, which was cool. And we got It was cool as hell. And then we tasted it and it tasted like garbage. It, but they were literal juice boxes. Yeah. Yep. Colorful too. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember milk cartons? Yeah, I think I remember milk cartons. (laughs) They really did put the faces of kids on the back of them. They did, yeah, if they went missing. That's how you wind up on one of those. What a weird, like, backward system. (laughs) Imagine being a parent and having to wait for the milk carton printing place to get your kid's face on the cartons for the next batch. Wait, Hmm. what is the parent waiting for? The parent of the missing child is waiting to find out if their kid is missing. No, it's waiting. They're waiting to find. They're waiting for the milk cartons to go into mass production to try to speed up the recovery process. Oh, yeah. yeah. The problem is if there's too many kids missing, there's a, a queue that builds up. It, it, that is true. And but like, why are they advertising the missing kid to other kids? Are the kids going to go find the kid? Yeah, no, it's a scared straight kind of thing. Oh, don't, don't go, missing. go missing. Yeah, yeah you're going to have your... Oh, do you think that's what it is? I thought they were trying to get us to help. I think How much you... help are the kids? What if you abduct a kid when they're... Uh, yeah, it's tough. It is a tough situation. I think all sorts of people are laying eyes on the milk carton, though. It's, just not, it's not just the kids. It might just be a news thing where you see... A news thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says, today's missing kids. Or they used to always um, send us home with a printout of the pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool. Kind of like, uh, did they not do that in your school district? Oh. No. Did, oh. you, did you ever meet one? Or did you ever like see a guy and look at the No, we would get say, like... Oh, it's the same guy. What if you got mixed around the whole idea of the milk carton and the pedophiles? <laughs> like, oh, we, right. I guess we have to go search for them. Go look out if you see these <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, go find go them. Get them back. Run toward them. Um, no, they would, they would send us... I think it was like attached along like our report cards is we'd get the printouts of these pedophiles and it was always like the latest crop and they'd tell you like more or less where they lived and new list of pedophiles just dropped (laughs) (laughs) good ones (laughs) they tell you they're like their stats literally they tell you their stats and i would take them home and be like mom the pedophiles are in and she'd be like these these the hot sheets the hot sheets (laughs) such a strange country we moved to (laughs) <laughs> that was your mom's reaction yeah um i don't know was there, was there anything else and then they bottle it that's pretty much it 
they bottle it. I think the the bottling is pretty interesting when they like really seal the caps on. You don't have to lie. That was that's just normal <laughs> bottles. No, don't milk it. Just no, no. Really but I think the podcast here. If you <laughs> I know. I think you don't have to fill time. <laughs> no, I think I think maybe they did not spend a long time highlighting the bottling, but bottling is somewhat cool. Think yeah. about how hard it is to take caps off of bottles. Sometimes. Let me tell you, bottling's cool. What's not great is uh audio of people describing bottling well that's the whole premise of the show <laughs> yeah but we it's the it's 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 kind of we set ourselves up for failure so you got to even try harder <laughs> i don't know we're not no we're not really doing our duty no take it away <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta detail, hear about the bottling <laughs> i've always said the strength of the show is when we don't stray from the material of talking about how it's made well uh, we have failed between the skunks and the <laughs> last eight minutes before yeah, the sun dies and freezes us. Yeah. No. Agreed. <laughs> I just switched my position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll, so it'll get cold instantly. It'll get cold even before. <laughs> From an unrelated thing? Is there an unrelated thing? Yeah. Like the moon. <laughs> the moon freezes and the sun explodes. <laughs> yeah. Like... When the sun's... Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind. Just when you see all those bottles. <laughs> with the cams being screwed on so effortlessly. Wow. And oh. so tightly. Yeah. On a single drop. <laughs> I bet that's part of the test. What? To see if it leaks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there are any tests that they're not showing us. Of course. It was really cool to see the test where the fancy lady takes a swig <laughs> and then spits it back out. But I think there might be other tests. I bet she wasn't working alone, but it is interesting to imagine her being in like a room full of other fancy ladies. Or if she gets to go around to every factory, you know, go to like Granola Bar Factory where she bites one of them, spits that out, and she's so classy during it. Yeah. Pearl necklace on, you know, her like leopard print. Uh, like itchy coat that she was wearing. <laughs> she I wonder what she's doing now. You have to ask. You gotta. Ask. Years later. Yeah. Where she's is she now? Swishing and spinning. We could probably. I wonder if she's. Her name is in the credits. Yeah. Or like, if we could just figure out what the name of that profession is and just find other people that do it. That's true. They Whiskey would probably spinning. know her. It's probably a small world. Yeah. Real cottage industry. Hmm. Cottage industry. I'm not sure what that means, but I've heard it said. I was afraid to ask. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> but I assumed you used it right. I it's a cottage industry. You know, I think it just means That's that it's little and that they kind all of know flotsam? each other. <laughs> Dude, flotsam. That was another whole digression. I already forgot what jetsam and flotsam is. <laughs> uh, you do not want to make that mistake, Scott. If you I didn't forget, you didn't forget what Langan was, was, right? What? You didn't forget what Langan was, though? No, I didn't know that wasn't the first thing. <laughs> Did you look up what cottage industry is? Oh, yeah. Sorry. We really do follow through on our Google industries. Keep the phone away. Um, um, oh, um, I'm totally wrong. Totally wrong about what it was. Hmm. It's a business or manufacturing activity carried out in a person's home. So it just means it's casual. I mean, it can what? it can be that, but that's not what it's I meant. It's a factory in someone's house? You know, I thought it meant like... Um, like Kratom. Kratom? They make that in someone's house? Yeah, people usually make it in their bathtub, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like crystal meth would be a cottage industry. Exactly. That's a perfect cottage industry. <laughs> or podcasts. 
Wow. Yeah, this is a <laughs> industry podcast. Homemade with love. Wow. Secret ingredient. That's who we are. Cool. Well, uh, Belen, thanks so much for being on the show. Everyone else, like and subscribe. Hit that post notification. So uh, that really helps out the channel. Mm. And um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye.